Meanwhile, at Bar Sinister on Krakoa. Yes, all right, Hellions, listen to me. We're going to go get um, Nanny's weird egg shake ship with the spider legs or whatever. I don't know, it's so stupid looking. Um, anyway, oh, I, I should stop hucking rocks from this glass house. Nanny, you wanted to impress the importance of this mission on the team. Peter Peter sits on a wall. His power sleeps while Peter is small. But when Peter grows, the end is certain. He'll destroy the world. Pull the curtain. Okay, okay, that's enough. All right, stop it. Oh, oh God, that's creepy. Okay, I... Oh, my God. Oh, God. Someone get her out of here. I can't take this anymore. Mr. Sheffield? Ugh. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 159 of CBQ Legacy. That's Comic Book Queers. I'm your host, Evil Jeff, and I'm here with the lovely Brett. Hello. Um, what were you doing an impression of there, Brett? What were you doing? I was doing an impression of the new and improved keener, stronger, bigger, darker nanny from Zeb Wells and Steven Segovia's Hellions, number five, six, five, six. Let's, let's say five. No, let's say six. <laughs> it's seven. It's actually seven. <laughs> and Brett's having a stroke. So, um... <laughs> I, uh, we didn't discuss this before the show started. Do you have any news, any hot topics you want to talk about? I do. There is something I want to talk about. All right. Well, what do you want to hear? Hot topics. As you know, Evil Jeff, I am a whore for MCU casting news. Oh, okay. I mean, also, you could have just ended that sentence before, Uh, (laughs) and I would have been like, yes. (laughs) I... I resemble that remark. Oh, I never get to say that. Um, did you hear the news about Hawkeye, the Disney Plus show? Um, is it with Haley Steinfeld? Yeah. What? No, no. Is there new casting in it? New casting news has broke. Who? Well, we've got, um, we know who's playing Kate's mother, uh, Kate Bishop's mother, Haley Steinfeld. What's her name? Stenfield? Steinfeld? Steinfeld? Seinfeld? Elaine Bennis. Costanza? Um, yeah, well, we know who's playing Eleanor Bishop. Um, if you're a fan of the Conjuring movies, I've got good news. It's Vera Farmiga. Oh, she's amazing. She's amazing. And she was in, Um, uh, what's the, 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 the Bates, Bates Motel. Bates Motel. Amazing. Oh, I love Um, it. Love it. We also have two Avengers cast. Actual Avengers. Hey, C-list Avengers at best, but actual Avengers. And that are just showing up or are they regular characters in the show? They are there. I believe, well, somewhere in between. They're definitely in it. I'm sure they're prominent. Okay. Supporting, but prominent. Um, We've got a newcomer actress by the name of Alakwa Cox. She'll be playing Echo. Alakwa Cox? Yes. Like, I like a Cox, but Alakwa. Alakwa. I love that name. Isn't that a cute name? Yeah. She she's playing Echo. She's playing Maya Lopez. Okay. 
You know who that is, right? Yes. Yeah. You just and she was just in the uh there just was a comic you just did a comic thing about her. Yeah. Yep. The indigenous one. The um indigenous voices. And uh an actor named Tony Dalton is going to be playing the swordsman. Oh. Hawkeye's mentor. Wait, Tony Dalton? Yeah. Who's he? Um, he's in don't know. Didn't do my research. Oh, so he's not no one famous. Is he hot? Um, no. No, he's an older man. Oh, boo. <laughs> you you remember the swordsman from Empire? He was like a plant dad. Right, right. Yeah. But before he became plant dad, when he was just like the swordsman. Right. So it. I think he'll be in it as Hawkeye's mentor, maybe flashbacks. Maybe he's back. But anyway, I think it's super cool that not only are Vera Farmiga going to be in it, but so are Echo and Swordsman. Oh, and I'm sorry, I forgot one more character. Have you heard of the actress Florence Pugh? She's going to be, what? She's like She's Oscar gonna be nominated. She's going to be in it playing Yelena Belova, Black Widow 2. Uh, oh, that's right. She's already in. Yeah. Oh, okay. So she's that in Black Widow. Appearing. And then Jeremy Renner yeah. is like, is he a main character in this? Yeah, this is very much um, going to be Matt Fraction's run. Okay, with they them have... with them running around. But in Matt, yeah. but isn't in the in the Marvel universe? Isn't it his daughter? Isn't it his daughter? No, it's Kate Bishop. Oh, okay. Wait, who is his daughter in it? Wasn't he, who was he helping, like, wasn't he his helping his daughter? His, in the Avengers yeah. movies, wasn't he helping his daughter and people were saying that that was going to be Kate Bishop or something? Yeah, but those people are idiots. Oh, okay. Kate Bishop is going to be Kate Bishop. Okay, fine. Yeah. All right. So, when is, that's is my there news. a premiere date? No. January 15th, WandaVision. Oh my God, it's coming. It's so close. It should have happened already. And I'm glad that we haven't already seen WandaVision. I'm glad that it's still coming. I'm glad that we haven't already seen Black Widow, that we already haven't seen the Eternals. They're still coming. Very exciting. Okay, whatever gets you through the night, Brad. Whatever get, whatever floats you above. <laughs> I'm still annoyed. Um, do you have any other... Any other fascinating No, that's news? it. That's it for my goss. Yeah, that's I have. It. My, my, my sources only told me that. I have nothing. Oh. Nothing. Well, then... Nothing. If I can't have you. I'm not going to try. Well, then there's, the a, um, there's a... There's a... You can't ever. There's a little island filled with mutants that maybe we want to go visit. Mm, we had a... I want your ass. Welcome to I Want Your Sex. I mean, I want your ex. I mean, I want some ex. I mean, I want your ex, our X-Men segment. I know we talked about this before, but were you, we were, grew up in the 90s and we went to yep. some raves. Did you call, oh, sure. at the time, Molly, did you call it X or E? I called it, um, yeah, E. E, okay, yeah, I did too. X. There's certain yeah. parts, areas where they called it X and not E. I know. I felt like you were an amateur if you called it X. I like agree. You were like, okay, yes. you saw that on a movie. Yeah. It's like how every once in a while someone, like I was also at the point where it's like, no, you trip on acid, you roll on ecstasy, <laughs> yeah. and you get high right. on pot. And on don't pot. say you're okay, on narc. pot. You're not on you're pot. You're a narc. Yeah, anyway. So drugs. Speaking of feeling like you're on drugs, 
Um, today's uh, X-Men issues that we're going to be going over well, were yeah. kind of like mind Drugs. fucks. They were like mind fucks for me. They're kind of like yeah. through, like kind of like game changing weird shit. And I'm just like well, trying to like absorb it, Brett. We're in the reign of X, Evil Jeff. It's a whole new different era now. Ugh. Get used to it. Buckle up. Um, so we are in the reign of X. Uh, Ten of Swords has ended, closing the arguably the second chapter on the Hickman era. Right. And I, I consider House of X to be the chapter one, Dawn of X chapter two, and here we are now beginning the reign of X. Um, and it kicks off with Hellion 7 as well as X-Factor number five by Leia Williams. And David Baldione, which one you want to talk about first? Let's talk about Hellions. Oh. Since we just did Nanny. Yeah. Nanny. Nanny um, is not the same anymore. Why don't we start with Nanny and her colleague, Wild Child, two people whose deaths we were a little confused by, but it turns out, yes, they did not die in Otherworld. They died on Amenth, a.k.a. Arako, and instead of coming back as your all realities amalgamated version of yourself, you just come back thicker, meaner, stronger, darker, crazier, more determined, sharper, more focused, bigger dick. (laughs) Even nanny. (laughs) Even nanny. Deeper, deeper pussy. So we actually, um, we open with Sinister back at the Quiet Council. Um, did you catch the error? Did you catch the pe- the drawing error? No. Gene sitting there on the panel. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Or, I mean, maybe they're just like, all right, we're letting you back on. But that would be weird that they made a big deal of it. Yeah, I think it was just a little bit of an oversight. It's fine. It happens. Then we go to the five, and they're resurrecting Wild Child and Nanny, and that's where it's established what happens to you when you die on a menth. Nanny, (laughs) she's walking around (laughs) with the pod still, like, around her arms and legs are sticking out of her pod, but the pod is still enveloping her so she's she basically is walking around like an organic egg with arms and legs instead of a mechanical one i will say part of me is like i wish they took the opportunity to let her like let us see her as a human i thought that would be and then like let her get back in the egg but i thought that would have been fun i felt it was kind of like oh come on (laughs) yeah they're i mean they're teasing us they're holding it they're building you know not yet not yet we'll have our moment um but even Nanny's armor. So I'm. So the next time you see Nanny, you see her in her armor, um, which is darker, sleeker, sharper, better. And I like to think that like Nanny like was like, "Don't look at me," and then went to her lab, built herself some new armor, and then was like, "Dark Nanny." Yeah. Yeah. And can I also just say I I really like the art. Steven Segovia is great. Yeah, I really like the art. Oh, you know who he draws well? Who? Our 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 favorite character, Emma Frost. Oh yeah, she looks great. She looks great, and she has a scene with Havoc, and she's like, "You're crazy, still." <laughs> Honey, you're still nuts. 
Honey is still crazy. It's funny, even where he's like, no, no, I'm okay. I mean, yeah, I blew up that thing and probably wasn't supposed to. (laughs) She's just like, yeah, no. She's like, let's not talk about this. I wouldn't want to upset you because you're crazy. And I just really love the, uh, I do feel like this is kind of like, did we always say that this was Suicide Squad, the X-Men Suicide Squad? Yeah, we we sure did. Like, I just love... And usually I'm not a fan of like unlikable characters, but just because they're evil, they're still kind of likable. Like empath is a douche, dick, awful person, but I could read him forever. Greycrow is still awesome. And poor Psylocke is being blackmailed. Yeah. And so um, it turns out Sinister has got her daughter from Fallen Angels and her daughter is... um, what is she? Is she like in some sort of weird she's, state? She's in the like, internet. <laughs> oh, she's trapped in the internet because of Aleph. Yeah, whatever digital demon the or digital whatever monster that one is. Yeah, from she's Fallen like, Angels. Yeah, she's trapped in that digital realm that she gave so, to Sinister. Sinister is like, Psylog. if you don't go on a mission, I won't download your daughter. <laughs> that's, that's why you do Sinister, not me. <laughs> I'm not going to give you that little bitch. That's much better. Um yeah, so but that's but the thing is everyone's kind of like bitch why like cuz I love the part where Havoc Havoc's like I don't belong on this team, but as soon as they were like we think you killed us, shut yeah, the, the door. We're gonna, one. He's like shut the door, we're going to torture you. Like Havoc is like he <laughs> like exactly. he, he's not re- like he's totally like Ready to go full evil, like oh oh, we'll fuck you up. Yeah. Um, but Psylocke prevents it, and they're kind of like, "Why mm-hmm. the fuck are you on his side?" And it's because she's being blackmailed. But she's still, she's not a bitch to be fucked with, because she's like, just because, just because you're going to blackmail me to do this mission, I'm still gonna hurt you by destroying your ship that has like your sentient consciousness Clive that you created she's rebellious she's like if you're going to control me you better hold on tight because this Bronco bucks yeah and I love how this poor sentient ship is like oh our newest our newest and deadest member of the team he's like no why are you doing this to me (laughs) the AI the AI who controls their ship wait no I I want to live that's like one of my Uh, favorite Simpsons episodes uh where there's like a robot, there's a fire in a robot factory. Why? Why was I programmed to feel pain? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. It's so, it's so funny. Uh. <laughs> and I just love the panel of Sinister screaming, Clive! So melodramatic. Oh, and we didn't mention the mission that they're on is to find Orphan Maker's armor because he cannot be resurrected. He oh, be so here's the new big, huge thing. Because this isn't just like a thing Nanny is saying. They've always hinted, Nanny, oh, he has to wear this suit for his own protection because of his powers. And they've never fucking said what his powers are. We've been given a hint that acid is pouring out of his body. I think that's the only hint we've gotten so far, right? Yeah, but but evidently, like, he will crack the earth in half. He will crack the earth in half. If he does not get his armor. And the that and fucking Xavier is like, his powers cannot turn on. 
cannot be it's activated. Like, shit. Yeah. What is going on? Yeah. I want answers. You're like, and now what's going to happen? And then you turn the page and you're like, oh, you, the right. The right? So we have the the return of the right. Classic oh, X-Men oh, oh, villains, oh, right, the right, right. right. In their smiley armor. Yes, yes. And if where there's right, there's Cameron Hodge. Which is what um, my favorite line, my, what my favorite line probably. <laughs> Because just one of my favorite moments was in Extinction Agenda. That was the first time new Psylocke, like the Psylocke we see, even though I guess technically it's not her, but Psylocke in that form shows up on the team. And Havoc is on uh, Genosha, not fully with his memories. And Psylocke gives Havoc his memories back. So there's some like fun parts where they're like together fighting an extinction agenda. And I always like, like that. So the seeing these two together and seeing oh, Cameron Hodge yes. and she's like, Cameron oh, yeah. Hodge. And then Havoc just goes this shit again, this shit again. <laughs> and I just was like, Oh my God, this that brings me back great. to like my fucking like 12 year old self oh, with the extinction agenda. Or how old were we when extinction agenda came out? Yeah, we were, you know, well, we were in high school though. 14. Probably. 15, 16. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yep. Oh, Lord have mercy. Cameron Hodge. I hate, when did he get, did he, what, did he get his body back? Did he die? I mean, no, I think, I think seeing him in human form is a big shock here. Last time we saw him, he was a head on a big machine. But that's what I'm trying to wonder. Like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Remember when Nightcrawler died? Yeah. In a Messiah Complex, and didn't they? Didn't he? Didn't they bring back a bunch of people in Messiah Complex? He wasn't. Was he one of the people brought back? Oh, I don't remember. Was it Bastion or whatever? I remember he like yeah, brought Bastion. like there was like oh look at the evil cabal and it was like are you oh, sure that wasn't the beginning of X Force? Wasn't that the beginning of X Force? Yeah, like the original. That was the beginning of the original X-Force, the first Black Ops team with Rain and um, Wolverine and all them, Angel. Yeah, well, that was part, that was all part, yeah, that, but, okay, that, but that was, Messiah Complex took place during that. It did? Didn't it? I don't know. I don't want to fight about this. Can we move (laughs) on? (laughs) I just want to know if Cameron Hodge came back before. So that's all I was, that's all I was asking. It's all I yeah, was and asking. I think, and I think the answer is no. I think this was like a, oh, he has legs. Um, so, um, and I know you're like, let's move on. But I looked it up. And yes, it took place in X-Force. Which was not Messiah Complex. Fine. Yes, I know. But Bastion is the one that killed Nightcrawler. In Messiah Complex. So yes. that's how I did that. So I'm not like completely insane. Fine. All right. We're ending this podcast. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so Hellions. Great. Love it. It's great. Um, but then we have some X Factor. <gasps> and you said you... Your head was spinning from this. 
It was just towards the end. There's like a huge party. And a whole bunch of shit was going Oh, on. that's what you're talking about. And I was, it was literally like, this is happening and this is happening and this is happening. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Drink it in. I'm like, we need, to, can we slow down for a second? And it's also like, oh, that happened. And then it's not, oh, we're not going to explain that. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, later they will, but. You know, they're just set in the rain. No, 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 I know. I know, but I'm going to have to probably go page by page and then ask you some questions because there were some things. You walk us through this one. Okay, so as someone, I loved the New Mutants, the New X-Men, whichever you want to call it, that run in the early 2000s where Wind Rider first showed up, where Elixir first showed up, where Hellion first showed up, Mercury, all of the X-23, all of those bitches. Um, and this is all about how Wind Rider died um, by being shot in the head by a- Adam X. Oh, yeah. Extreme, baby. Extreme. And it turns out it looks like the reason that she died is because she just wanted to go home. <laughs> she knew she could be resurrected. Yeah, right? So she's like, I got to get home. So just fucking blow my brains out. Just kill me. I can't get, like, the only way to get out of Mojoverse is for you to kill me and for me to be resurrected on Krakoa, so. And the thing that I love about this is it's bringing back how Elixir, like, you forget, Elixir and Prodigy, they were all on the same team. Like, they were, like, super close friends. Like, and so, and the fact that they're there, like, waiting for Windrider to, like, come back to life, like, I just... I just found it all like it's just I love it when things honor. Um and they're also very but just fucked up over Rockslide. This is a very new X-Men issue. The focus on Rockslide and Polaris's buttoning friendship, but also the panel where Sophia is resurrected and it's Hellion with his hand reached out to help her out yes, of Yes, his her first pod. crush. He was in love with her. Yeah, I got really emotional at that panel. Right? It was incredible. Incredible. Okay, which leads to question number one. Okay, so Prod- uh, Proteus says every time we resurrect a flyer, the first instinct is, and it cuts to all these people flying. So I just want to double check. The first one is... Josh Icarus. Is Josh that's- Guthrie. Josh Guthrie. Now, was it established... And then is his sister the next one? Melody Guthrie. Arrow. So is it is it the two Guthries? Yeah. Okay, that's what I just wasn't hundred percent sure. Now, did Josh Guthrie come back? Is this the first we realized that Icarus came back? No, he's in the apocalypse ish. The issue about um, fighting apocalypse in the arena for your resurrection. The the melody. Oh, okay. So issue. he was already okay. Right, right. Okay, so he was yeah. already resurrected. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just kind of just loved because that's the thing. I also forgot that Sophia, that Windrider, hasn't flown. Yeah. Since the In a two very long since time. Tw- for twenty years. Yeah, and she's been depowered world. as fuck. Yeah, I love it. It's great. That's why this whole era is great. They're all back. And, and then you back. see Surge. Surge is hugging her. And here's the thing: is who is that? Who's that other girl hugging her? Is that Wallflower? The blonde? Yeah. With the, pig, with the pigtails? I'm not sure. Maybe. I think that's Wallflower. 
who also Shit, is man. killed and brought. So she's back. And Throw there you back. see fucking uh, Enole is in the background. I love this. Thank Leia Williams. She knows. And has, uh, and then we've seen stuff with Mercury and Bling flirting before, right? We have. And, but have they, did they, were they fully going at it? Like this one, they're like fucking making out. No, there's full lesbian kissing happening. Like not since happiest season have I seen so much lesbian kissing. I know. And that next thing that we need to address is there is an Emma Frost, Danny Moonstar moment. And I would like to literally call this moment, this is the moment (laughs) where the Inhumans debacle has been completely erased from everyone's mind. (laughs) Why Why do you say that? Because it's it's like, this is who Emma Frost is. Oh, absolutely. And and so the Inhumans crap, we're forgetting all of that. This is who Emma Frost is. It was malice. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you bring that up because speaking of garbage um, X-Men runs, um, X-Men Blue twice to me has been harkened back to this week. First, with the scene between Emma Frost and Havoc, I feel like we haven't seen them together yeah. one-on-one since that awful Mothervine story. Mm-hmm. And then you have Dakin telling Aurora like I wasn't flirting with Polaris. She is like a sister to me, which harkens back to when he was on Polaris's right. replacement X-Men blue team. Yeah. I like that. Um, But this moment where Danny Moonstar, where she's like, you know, bitch in the end, you have a huge heart and you don't want Brutal. anybody to know, but Brutal that's heart. why you're so fucked up over rock slide and no one else's like, you're more fucked up. Because you actually care more than everybody else. You're yeah. just like, oh. oh. I, um, I've seen Emma Frost describe, I mean, ugh, I've seen Leah Williams describe Emma Frost this exact way at comic book panels, like at cons. She it says, like, you know, how I see Emma Frost is that she has a brutal heart. I've seen Leah Williams say the phrase brutal heart like twice in my life. It was very cool to see that make it to the page. Well, I think Emma's the type of person that she's looking at the end game. So she doesn't need to say a nicety and make you feel good. She's looking at your future because she cares about it. You know what I mean? So she doesn't yeah. care about being nice and sweet. She wants to make sure you're safe and successful. She cares about you so much. She's not going to waste that's, your time. That's her love language. With bullshit. <laughs> it's her love language. Being cold and mean is her love language. Um. So I wanted to talk about this email, this data page. Did you read this whole thing? This long spam mail. Yeah. That they what? got. Is that this like? Got? Is this something that's from? Is this like a, a setup for a news story, or is I, this? I wonder. Or is this something that's already going on? It's to me a, a story about being in a, an abusive relationship, like a kind of a being in being connected to an abuser who kind of smothers you with love. And then once they know they have you, neglects you and abuses you and mistreats you. That's what I took from this. Yes. But that's where I'm just like, who is this? Is this? It felt like set up to me. Is this a suicide note? Or is this, this person is going to kill me? 
Well, that's a good question. Does it have anything to do with the weird thing that happens next, which takes us into next week's or next issue? Well, but that's Siren. Siren. But that's the thing is, oh, but Siren, the last time Siren was in a relationship was with Madrox. Right? It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, this may not be with Siren. So that's what I'm saying is I just like she doesn't have like I don't know who that would be with her. So that's what I'm trying to think. Is there anyone like I don't even know who would be in an like no what is it, Janet Van Dyne? That's the only abusive relationship (laughs) I can think of. I mean, keep in mind, we the camera has not been on all of these characters, you know, for so Siren could have things go like you know we didn't know Aurora was was in the mix in some thing that got her murdered. You know exactly. I mean, I so mean Siren there, could be like dating somebody else. Yeah. Which also, speaking of, I want to know where's um uh who's uh, Madrox's his last girlfriend, wife Lila Layla Layla yeah Layla Miller is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder I if mean, she's on Krakoa. I'd like her to be shot into the sun. <laughs> okay, how do you really I, feel, Brett? Um, I hate Layla Miller. But we I used to love Layla Miller. I used to love when she knew stuff. Yeah. Kid Layla Miller, great. Adult Layla Miller, garbage. Terrible. Okay, so, but I, also I noticed Dust was there, so I guess she just, even though she's on the champion, so I guess she visits uh, quite often. Yeah, Gates. Um. There's definitely they're setting up the romance of Dakin and Aurora. Yeah. Which this is okay. Now I know this is not going to happen, but can it please be a love triangle between where he falls in love with North Star and Aurora? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Where the brothers please. and sisters have to fight. Oh, and please. then here's the other thing: is since she was resurrected. They can actually touch each other and do their like northern light crazy thing. Yay, it's so Which classic. I forgot that that couldn't happen anymore since they were like, yeah, it was neither. the first time they were resurrected and all evil and shit, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I had no idea that that was still in place. So great. Um, can we talk about Gorgon was resurrected? That was just like thrown in there. They mentioned that Gorgon was re- resurrected, sure. But I mean, Regular Gorgon, Otherworld Gorgon. Can you tell a difference? I feel like no. But here's the thing. But but wasn't... So does that officially mean if you die on Otherworld, even though you're really dead, we're still going to bring you back anyway? I guess. I bet they were like, well, let's give it a shot. Let's see what happens. I guess for their thing, I was like, we need the mutants. But it does look make, like it turns out mutants. Rock Slide, who was brought back from Otherworld... And apparently he's just a complete amalgamation. He's not an amalgamation. He literally, he is an amalgamation, but he's starting from scratch. He's basically a newborn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he's, he's, he does react to North Star and Aurora's Aurora Borealis. He says, beautiful. And Polaris is like the new mother figure to him. I think she sweats him. What? I think she's like, mm, look at that rocky build. She's just no, like, I do. She is like a mother figure. I can, it's morph, I can morph your crotch into a penis, into an erection. She's like, is there iron in that rock? <laughs> <laughs> um, but then they find Siren dead, which I love because I love me a good murder mystery. And if this is a book of just solving one murder after another, can this book last forever? 
Well, and it can because can I eat it for well, dinner I mean, every night? What is what is happening here? It's basically like they're solving mysteries, and they're having like romantic liaisons. That's it's basically my wanted. life. That and yeah. and then they're using their power and then using magic powers. It's what I've always wanted the X Men to be. So people, Thank you. maybe some other podcasts I was on that aren't feeling this. You're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. You're wrong. It's amazing. You know what kills me? And I don't mean to be a bitch. Yeah, be a bitch. It's fine. But when someone's like, it just didn't feel like the character. Like, I'm so sorry. You don't get to dictate that. I don't know. Like, I'm like, it's, it's these are these are malleable properties. Well, it's right? also like, it's also if you read, it's like you have to you have to sink in and and suck up the whole world of the character because you might just be really attached to one certain run. Thank you. And that character was like that in one run. There is an exception though. There's an exception to that. And that is Emma Frost. Emma Frost. If you don't get her right, then you're dead <laughs> <Yeah>. to us. <laughs> but I mean, like, I, th- I feel like people throw that around and I'm like, okay, expert. Anyway, bitchiness over. But here's the other thing that I'm going to um, throw out there. One thing. One thing. Who was the first murder that they were going over? Aurora. Who was the second murder they were going over? Quinn Dancer. And who's the third murderer? Siren. What do they all have in common? They're all lady mutants. That. And. Fly. Flying. I find that, oh. that do you think that's just a coincidence? No. Because do you I, remember I, how he said, isn't it strange how whenever a ooh. flight person is resurrected, they all do that same thing? What is it about flight? There's something going on with flight. This here. is. I like this. Right? I, like I don't this. feel it's just a coincidence. <gasps> Evil Jeff. This may be the smartest thing you've ever said. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I love how that sounds like a compliment, but it's really totally insult. <laughs> no, what I mean is you're you're never one to really theorize. Like yeah, I'm always no, the you're one the with theorizing. the theories, but you, the one time you theorize, nailed it. Because here's the interesting thing is that she died from falling. And I will say they're like, but she can't, but she can fly. So why did she do that? If she did write that letter, maybe it was a suicide. Maybe her suicide was just flying up really high and then just stop singing and drop. She screams. She just screamed. Well, or or she seductively talks. But that's the thing is because she can use her powers for seduction, I find it hard to believe that someone would put her in a box. The same woman that snapped Madrox's finger when he absorbed their baby. I don't see her. Yeah. I don't Maybe see it's unrelated. her. Um, that's a, I don't see her being abused by anybody. Maybe she's yeah. the abuser. <laughs> Ooh. She did break Madrox's finger. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was understandable. He Even though it, it. Well, it wasn't his fault. But, but he deserved it. Yeah, I mean, God, that was a good issue. Anyway, um, that's the X-Men. Do you know what else was a good issue? What? Other comics. Okay. <laughs> Hit it. You gotta get a comic if you wanna get a hit. Uh. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, so I know that we're going to focus on a new Marvel event in a little bit. We're going to talk about King in Black by Donnie Cates and Ryan Stegman. Um, did you read anything other no, than King just that. in Black? I read one other thing I'd like to talk about. Okay. Daredevil 25. Um, evidently, Chip Zdarsky's run of Daredevil is quite good. Is um, there a certain cast of characters that are showing up? Yes. A classic. Your classic cast of characters. This issue features one, uh, Electra and oh. Stick. Um, and this is very much an Electra story. So I typically don't read this book, although I do love the characters. Um, I did see through the grapevine that um, something pretty big happens in this issue um, and that it's flying off the shelves and people want a copy for posterity. So I'm reading through it. I'm reading through it. It turns out Daredevil is in jail. Matt Murdock is serving time, Um, but he's serving time as Daredevil. He's got his Daredevil mask on and an orange jumpsuit. Wait, is he allowed to not? Do they know that it's Matt Murdock? I don't think so. I think that, basically he's like, if anyone tries to take this mask off, I'm going to fucking kill you. Deal? So even when he was on trial, they just were like, I guess you're Daredevil. Again, I don't read this run. I okay, that sounds a little fishy. Okay, yeah. all right. I will swallow that pill. <laughs> so, read, so Read the story. Read the story before you judge. I'm sure it's wonderful. <laughs> so what, uh, so this is, he's in jail. So he's in jail. And he's talking to Electra. Does he have gay Electra, sex? His gay sex with Electra. Who is no? Um, he's talking to Electra. He's talking to Electra. She's like, oh, "I'm so bad." He's like, "No, you're good." And basically, it's just them having conversations. Her going on adventures, flashing back to stuff with Stick. Like it's just a very much a wait. But he's in prison. How is story. she talking to him? She visits him. Oh, with like the phone and the and the glass. Yeah, the whole thing. Okay. Um, so they're talking, 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 and he's like, there's light in you. I know it. And she's like, no, there's not. And then she's like, okay, okay, okay. I need to change. If you think there's light in me, I know what I'm going to do. So Hell's Kitchen right now is not being defended because their protector is in jail. Daredevil is in jail. Oh, I see where or, this is going. Or is she... So she's Daredevil? Yes. So the mantle of Daredevil is now being taken by Elektra. Um, she's got this sweet female Daredevil costume. Um, she's basically like Lady Daredevil, but with ninja pants and sick boots and like a big chunky scarf. And she looks great. And I'm all about it. What's the incel reaction? <laughs> Shh. Fucking dyke, she probably won't fuck me. Right? <laughs> Isn't that what they say to everything? Yeah. <laughs> Cue the outrage. <laughs> <laughs> They're not listening. They don't care. I've I've tried to stir up like some comic skate shit on Twitter. People are like, mm, we don't care. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I know. Um, so anyway, Electra is now Daredevil. Fun. I love that. Fun. It's actually really cool. Yeah. Her entrance is a pretty good panel. But enough about red. Let's talk about black. Oh, God. King in black. So you've been looking forward to this story for yeah, years, the, I, right? Yeah, the, the way Jeff? you look forward to a colonoscopy. 
I could not give a fuck of a shit about the symbiote king. I don't care. I, I feel like this character is way... And we're talking about Null, the king in black. Um, if you've picked up a Marvel book lately, you know who I'm talking about because he's in all of them. Um, Null, he's a very powerful character to the point where I'm like... Uh... But not only is he powerful, but it's just like, oh... I'm sending these symbiote bats and they're going to destroy the whole earth. And I'm just like, you know what? When you destroy the earth every three months, it gets a little yeah. old. Like, yeah. and it's, Which is what we've been saying about the past few Marvel events. But that's the thing. It's, it's literally, it's, it's, it's this, you know how it's like the save the cat kind of script. It's like every Marvel script, MCU script started to follow the same pattern and then finally they started mixing it up i feel all these events it's literally it's literally the same this is the same thing as plant dude all right team this is literally but sequoia but instead of plants it's symbiotes it's yeah the exact same thing i don't give a fuck it's black goo yeah i don't care i just it's like you need to give me some sort of stakes. And the stakes, I guess, are, oh, I don't want you, Brock. I want your son. I want your son. Uh, Which, you saw you saw that coming a mile away. Yeah, of course. Is his son named hey. Brock, too? Dylan. Oh, Dylan. It's Eddie. His name is Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock and Dylan Brock. Oh, that's why. Brock is their last name. Yeah, it's his last name. Got it, got it, got it. I That shows you how deep I am into Venom. I don't give a shit. So does Venom... Do you kill symbiotes with electricity? I always thought it was sound. Well, here's the thing. You played um, the Marvel... Remember the Marvel... Uh, we still have it. The Marvel uh, PS4 game... Earth. Yeah, like the Ultimate Alliance. Ultimate Alliance. Remember when you had to yeah. fight um, Venom to get him to join to be able to play him? You had to kill him oh, with the electricity. Oh, yeah, you had to get him on the on the wire. Yeah. And then so they mentioned so. like you don't have Thor, and then Storm's like, "But I'm here," and I'm like, "Oh, is lightning a very important part of fighting symbiotes?" I guess electricity is part of the. Okay, because that's the one weakness. thing I did like the idea that since Thor wasn't there, they had to call on Storm. Mm-hmm. To be the Thor. So I do like and that. I, d- I did like that Xavier is like back to being Professor X again. Yeah. And I did like that he was like, how about a goddess of, uh, uh, you know, okay. Uh, She's like, I'm trying to fucking concentrate. She's like, Charles, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Loved that. But at the same time, I just, it's just, they really need to, I think they need, I'm really scared. The only person I think that could handle event an event like this is Hickman. Because if you think the last event that at least was different was Secret Wars. Yeah. Which was Hickman. Like it was, it. it was like, it was something that wasn't the same old yeah. stupid The tired. incursions and the beyonders. Like that was some good shit with gravitas and stakes. It felt like powerful and real. This is like... Oh, the sentry. You know that black thing in you? That Did he rip him in half? 12. I don't fucking know. I mean, like, I thought that's what he was going to do. That was do the other thing. The drawing was not good because I'm like, I can't tell what he's doing. Did he I rip him in he, half and absorb the void? I, I think, yes. I think we're supposed to believe that he ripped him in half because that is what sentry did to Carnage in whatever event that was in. Okay. 
that was the big panel. Well, like, I like mean, if that means splash. Sentry's dead, okay. I don't. I never gave a shit that was about the, Sentry. That was my only highlight of this whole run. I was like, as soon as Sentry, it was like, as soon as Cap was like, we have a secret weapon of our own. I was like, it's gonna be Sentry. Turn the page. It was Sentry, and I was like, and he gonna die, and he did. I mean, I think until he's back again, and he's like, no, it turns out I'm actually a kid. I'm a kid, part of a kid's imagination or whatever cockamamie thing they're doing to define Sentry these days. Brett, can I ask you something? What? For this podcast, do I have to read the rest of this? No, 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 no. I think this is going to be the last we talk about it until (laughs) it's over and me, who still read it, is going to be like, oh, do you want to know what happens at the end of King of Black? I mean, I'll probably read whatever that, there's probably going to be an X-Men issue and I'll probably read that. Yeah, man. But yeah, it's garbage. Hey, everybody, it's garbage. The only thing I did like, though, is Professor X and and it was like, my X-Men are here. I was like, oh, okay. So we're just back on that wagon. No, it's just called the person writing that is not reading the X-Men that Hickman's run. He doesn't think he has to. He's like, I've got Thor. I've got Venom. I rule the Marvel Universe. We're like, no, Donny Cates. Jonathan Hickman rules the Marvel Universe. Yeah, Thank you very much. Hate to break it to you, but guess what all the top selling books are? Hate to break it to you, but guess who pulled together a team of really great talent who work really well together instead of just trying to do everything yourself like you, Donny Cates? Oh my God! I can we start our master plan to get Frank? I want Plan Franklin back to being a mutant. You know, I have to say, maybe that is where the story will end. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Dan Slott right now is like, "Fuck! I got to change the story. Fuck! How do I get Franklin back to be a mutant? Fuck! What do I do?" Everybody's fucking up the Marvel books, though, except for Hickman and his yep. team. That's right. And did you hear, speaking of uh, um, books, one thing we didn't bring up is the books. Children of Adam has been delayed <gasps> again. Again. Two more months. What is going on? The clown show has been put on hiatus for retooling. But the thing is, every article I read, they still talk, they still go back to the same ad copy of, of like, there's, a, there's one of them is a TikTok star. <laughs> Just like... Please stop. TikTok's op- gonna be. Please stop banned. opening with that because that is a mistake. I feel like using, no one's on TikTok anymore. I feel like using TikTok. Yeah, TikTok is not going to last. So using TikTok as a thing, it's just gonna be too. It's gonna be too dated. Is there anyone on TikTok that you follow? I'm not on TikTok. I have it on my phone. Okay, here's there, my problem with TikTok. There is one person. Oh, who? His name is Mike525, and he does top five lists, like the top five candies and the top five fast foods, and it is the craziest shit I have ever seen. Mike525, please give him a Oh, okay. I'll take a look at it. I uh, basically just went on, and after a while, the algorithm, because you know, I listened to some K-pop, I watched some Thai soap operas, and with a few looks of that, it once again... Pretty much nothing I have is in English anymore. <laughs> yeah, just like, yeah. Jesus Christ, just because I like some K-pop songs doesn't mean I just only want to see, like, I can watch American stuff too, please. Um, but most of the stuff, it just makes me happy that I'm old. Because yeah. when I see these young 20 people doing dances on TikToks, 
I'm just like, I'm oh, glad so I am gross. not that age. Because if yeah, I was too. this age and this is what I had to participate in, I'm happy that I do not. I'm happy. Have yeah. to participate in this garbage. Yes. Um, speaking of which, though, did you see the girl doing a TikTok dance and then someone broke into her balcony <laughs> and tried to <laughs> rob her place? No. <laughs> and it's all like on footage. Incredible. Was it in one of those TikTok mansions? No, she's just like in an apartment. She's like, all right. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, who are you? Get out of my apartment! And this like guy's just like crawling up through to her. Oh back. my god! Yeah, it was kind of scary and creepy. Oh but, my god! Um, I hate, I hate when older men um, attack and threaten young teenage girls. Don't you? I love it. Only if the <gasps> older men end up making out with high school boys at the end. Oh! Oh my god! Like we're we're, what are we talking thing. about? Hit it. Someone who watch superhero sci-fi stuff with me. All right, guys. So we right. we have an obsession, and it mm-hmm. is uh, K-pop. The creators of Happy Death Day. It's Bloomhouse. What? Well, Bloomhouse is the, I mean, they do everything. Um, I don't know who the what the creator's names are. Is it the um, same writer? Is it What's-His-Nuts who wrote Happy Death Day? No, it is not. It's oh, not okay. Scott Bobdell. It's different. Yeah, it's just. Um, but it's the same I vibe. I think the only, yeah, the only connection is that it's Bloomhouse. It's the same production company. Yeah. Um, and they, they Bloomhouse could be credited with a great number of movies. Um, but in all of the solicitations for the movie that we're talking about freaky which was in in early access on um on demand uh on our tvs um they always say from the makers of happy death day they're definitely appealing to the happy death day crowd which consists of two people me and evil jeff i know because here's the deal my friends i had a group of friends that did not invite me (laughs) but they went to an early um drive-in screening of it like in september and they were like oh my god this is garbage it is the worst thing i have ever seen really and i was like that means nothing to me because i knew one of those people hated happy death day and i saw it in the theaters with her so i was like that means nothing to me so let's give a one two three yes yeah, I love it. Of what okay, you thought of it. All right. One, two, three. Loved, loved it. it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. It's like, it's the same Happy Death Day vibe, but a whole yes. different concept, a whole different story, but the same mix of horror and humor and tenderness. I felt like it ended a little weaker. Yeah, it kind of tacked on an ending. Yeah, I felt it could have... I felt like they could have judged up the ending a little bit, but that's minor notes. For the most part, yes. I just had so much fun. It was fun. It's a fantastic movie. It's so much fun. It's like the bits are good. The jokes are good. The kills are so gruesome. They're comedic. I had to not I look mean, at some of them. Yeah, me too. Cameron um, and, from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I couldn't watch yes, that. Yes, couldn't watch that one. My husband and I dosed on so much horror in October um, it took all of November to get it out of our system. And then we actually wound up mistakenly watching a movie called Better Watch Out the other night, which is a Christmas home invasion movie about a kid and a babysitter. Um, is it recent? 
it's from 2017, I want to say. I watched it thinking it would be the kind of, this, the kind of cute that freaky is. Oh no, it was no, just like no. horrifying. <laughs> it was just horrifying. Like it was like it's still it was still a little tongue in cheek, but like the tongue was very sharp and the cheek was like covered in sores. Like, <laughs> it was just a very disturbing. Yeah, you need to watch Krampus movie. with Tony Collette. Yeah, yeah. So, but freaky definitely balances that humor and that heartfelt and that thrill and that and and gore very well and it would wasn't called freaky that's not oh. the original title they had to shorten what was what was the title it was called freaky friday the 13th <laughs> oh amazing so we didn't even say for, for those of you who don't know the premise is freaky, freaky friday meets friday the 13th <laughs> exactly it is uh vince vaughn is a serial killer hockey mask ish and all um and he winds up switching bodies with one of his victims, a teenage girl. So you've got the teenage girl, Catherine Newton, um, living in Vince Vaughn's body. And then you've got Vince Vaughn, a horrible killer named The Butcher, living in Catherine Newton's body. And hilarity ensues. And do we see, uh, we were talking last week about Saved by the Bell. And a Saved by the Bell character gets murdered in the beginning. In the beginning, my favorite Saved by the Bell character, Mitchell Hoog, who plays Mac Morris. In the beginning, my jaw hit the floor. I was like, what? Oh my god, my favorite! And then died um, with a via tennis racket. Well, yeah, when a, when a horror movie opens up with four teens drinking, you don't even care two shits about them. You're like, kill them. <laughs> they're they're dead. You're like, are they are dead as fuck. Insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, really good. I don't want to spoil too much of it. Um, it reminded me a little bit of Sabrina in that you've got two friends. And a teenage girl, like two teenage friends and a teenage girl kind of running around. And then eventually a boyfriend um, in this kind of little Scooby-Doo gang running around trying to stop murders, trying to get the bodies swapped back. Um, One of the characters is a gay boy who's actually played by a non-binary actor by the name of Misha Overlevish. Are they hilarious? They go by they? Yes. Nice. And um, they were, my husband and I looked them up and they were in an off-Broadway production of Clockwork Orange here in New York that oh, somehow God. made it past me, somehow got by my radar. And from the production photos, I'm very upset I missed it. Looked very good. Was it um, a but play or a musical a, version? It was a play. Okay. It was a play. Um, it might have been a musical version. I don't know. They were stills. And there would be like um, a big singing in the rain number. Which yeah, is just... I don't know. I can't tell. <laughs> I can't tell if they were posing like because they were posing or posing because they were dancing. Um, but they were fun in this movie. Um, yeah. The, the com- boyfriend. Was, yeah. The comedy. The com- they were the comic relief. He was definitely the comic relief. Yes. Um, um, and the, the boy was so cute like the boy that she had a crush on wasn't he so cute he was um, so was like cute uriah, Shelt- uriah shelton um, yeah adorable like an adorably goofy but still like twonky like very much a twonk yeah um, he needs a few more years super cute, super he's funny. like 22 he's still yeah. cute he's not sexy yet um yeah. give yeah. him a few years he needs to grow a little hair on his chest yeah. but he was so <laughs> adorable yeah. um i just I love a, a like a horrorish movie with very supportive friends who make it through. <laughs> yeah, and that's the weird thing. I really wasn't worried about any of them dying. I felt like the right. vibe of the show. I was like, of this movie, I'm like, none of them are gonna die. 
yeah, you can tell they had surviving character written all over them, which was part of the fun. And it also was just made it just a fun breathe because you're just like, and you're going to die and you're going to die. Like it was the people yeah. you wanted to die, died. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're going to try and gang rape her? Well, then die. Okay, they did. And you're gonna die. You touched her butt, you're going to die. Um, you were rude to her as a teacher, Cameron from Ferris Bueller, you're going to die. Yeah. And yeah. it's nice to see... Like, I, I feel like I, I shouldn't compliment Vince Vaughn. I'm sure there's something out there that's going to make me be like, oh, he's a piece of shit. But I don't know about it. And therefore, I'm going to say this. It's nice to see Vince Vaughn having fun. Yeah, I think again, Vince Vaughn. I want to say it's nice to see Vince I Vaughn I think having Vince fun Vaughn yeah, is more on the conservative side rather than liberal yeah. side. Yeah. And I think the thing about Vince Vaughn, it's not necessarily that I think he's just a dick. Like, people just say he's not fun to work with. Like, he's a dick. Yeah. So I'm curious of like how he was on set for this, whether because he did look like he was like having fun of like, are you being a dick in this? Because <laughs> it is like him and no other adults. It's like him and a bunch of young teenagers. actors playing high school kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, he just does look like he's having a lot of fun, especially in the scene with the boyfriend. Oh my God, they made out. It was so weird. When they were in the car before they, before the boyfriend was like, do you mind if I come back there into the back seat? Like my brain went to like, wouldn't it be funny if they made out? And then the scene started going there. (laughs) This is incredible. It just like, it's the kind of movie that like didn't give a shit. Like it just, it did the wild thing. Yeah. Like it did the crazy way over the top thing every time. So fun. Oh, and even like the closeted quarterback like tries to make out with the gay character. And he's like, I don't have time for this right now. And then he immediately gets murdered. (laughs) And like murdered, like real gross. Yeah. Yeah, super enjoyable. If you're a fan of Happy Death Day, certainly enjoyable. Even if you're not, um, Freaky is a good movie. It's there's a certain thrill in ordering a $20 movie online. I know. I always say to myself, if I saw this in a theater, this is how much money I would be spending. Exactly. And you can watch it like tomorrow. You get it for three days. It's cool. Um, Is there anything else you saw that you want to talk about? Are you watching The Mandalorian? I am. I love The Mandalorian. I haven't Uh, watched a single episode. episode yet. The last episode is incredibly iconic. It is so iconic to the point where I got emotional. There is a scene where, like, the Star Wars nerd in you. Um, is it the one where the girl it, with the green, the greeny stripe head thing? There's that. So I am not a fan. Or I'm not. Because isn't she from Attack just, of the, like the Clone Wars? She's from the Clone Wars and Rebels. She's actually the main character. She is. Um, Ashoka Tan, I want to say. I'm sorry. I'm not a fan of the extended universe. I'm so sorry. Um, but she's an iconic character. She is Anakin's Padawan. So she trained under Anakin. And in fact, I think one of the two shows is about Anakin and Ashoka. Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Um, and she watches him become Vader, and it's very emotional. I know all this because my nephew was a big Star Wars fan, and my sister watched Clone Wars and Rebels with him, and she got super into it, and guess who her favorite character is? Ahsoka. So when Ahsoka premiered on The Mandalorian, my sister, like, I texted her, I was like, you're into this, right? I just imagined a lot of people freaking out. out. 
But that wasn't even about it. It was, can I tell you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give, give, spoil, spoil me, baby. So the Mandalorian has to take the child who we find from, by the way, Rosario Dawson plays Ahsoka. She. Oh, it's says, Rosario Dawson? I love Rosario yeah. Dawson. Yeah, she's great. She's great in it. She says, um, so she can mind meld Jedi mind trick with, the, with baby Yoda. And she's like, okay, his name is Grogu. And the Mandalorian, oh my God, Grogu. And she's like, you got to take him to this planet put him on this rock the rock is like a seeing stone it will he will be able to call out to any remaining to any jedi that are out there the whole wait the whole wait goal can we pause season, for just one second this yes. takes place after all of the last star wars movies right it takes place after jedi but before the before the okay, so right, 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 right. okay, 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 okay yes 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 okay got so it. this is a world where the empire just fell yes and it's and and what's interesting is you see like rebel command they call themselves the new republic you see them governing and it doesn't feel much different of course yeah of course. right so that's pretty great um but this is so the whole goal of the season is he's got to get the child back to jedi and he's like but i thought the mandalorian were the sworn enemy of the jedi aha that's what makes it interesting so he goes to this rock per Rosario Dawson with the child and it's a desolate planet. Aren't they all? He sets the kid down on the rock and a ship comes into their airspace and lands. And he's like, fuck, he can't get the kid off the rock because the kid is like surrounded all of a sudden by this energy beacon that the Mandalorian can't get Now, when you say kid, you're talking about baby Yoda, baby Yoda. Does he have a name yet? Grogu. Rogu? Rosario Dawson's like, his name is Grogu. I read Grogu, okay. Grogu, right. yeah. So Grogu, baby Yoda, is like trapped. He's like not trapped. He's like in this energy column shooting up into space. He's still on the stone. It's the energy that's shooting up into space. And a ship lands and the Mandalorian's like, fuck, why is someone else here? All right, kid, I- I'm going to go see what that is. And it is Ming-Na Wen. It is Agent Mel- Melinda May from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She's not playing that character. She's playing the character... <laughs> Uh, she, played be very one. she played a character in season one i want to say a bounty hunter or something um she wound up getting into a fight with mandalorian i think he left her for i can't remember the episode he left her for dead last time we saw agent may she was left for dead on the ground after being shot and then we saw like a pair of boots like walk up right and, like stop at her body and then it went to credit she didn't know who it was that like found her body and was that in the first you season? find out the uh, first season yeah, yeah, yeah so she gets out of the ship you're like oh my god she's alive what is she doing alive and then the guy who found her comes out of the ship someone who they've alluded to and even shown for a second season uh two episode one this season episode one boba fett oh shit turns out the mandalorian has boba fett's armor he got it earlier this season he happened upon it Boba Fett tracks him down because he wants his armor and he's got Agent May with him. So they're attacked. So they're about to fight. They are attacked by stormtroopers and they're all fighting the stormtroopers. They're trying to get the kid off the rock, blah, blah, blah. Boba Fett's like, he he doesn't have his armor. He's like, give me my armor. I need my armor. And like, blah, blah, blah. So then you don't see Boba Fett for a while. Mando and Agent May, they're fighting stormtroopers Things don't look good. All of a sudden, boom, somebody comes to the rescue, rescue, and it's Boba Fett. 
in his fucking armor. And I have like, a, oh, but I have a question. Is, is but can you so can you tell that it's Boba Fett or does he have to be like I'm Boba Fett? You're like oh Boba Here's Fett. Why. Yes, you can. You know why? Why? Because it's the actor who played Jango Fett in the George Lucas prequels. It's the same actor. Yes. Oh wow! All right, that's pretty Incredible. cool. All right, that's pretty cool. It's super fucking cool. So in season one. I'm sorry, in episode one, he gets Boba Fett's armor and like no one says it's Boba Fett's armor, but you're sitting there watching like that's fucking Boba Fett's armor. Like they got it out of the Sarlacc pit and from Jedi. And then at the very end of that episode, they cut to the actor who played Jango Fett, like look like following the Mandalorian. And you're like, holy fucking shit, it's Boba Fett. And they fucking got the actor who played Jango. Because so is that he where he died falling into that pit? Is that like the last yeah, you ever heard the last heard time of you saw him. Yeah. Wow. But did he have his mask off? Isn't that against the rules? So earlier, another character from Clone Wars showed up. I forget her name. She was voiced by Katie, Katie Sackhoff from Battlestar Galactica. Right. She was voiced by her. She also plays her in The Mandalorian. She plays the animated character that she used to voice plays the real life version of her she says like she, they've got uh, beskar steel and mando's like are you mandalorian and they're like yeah and he's like why are your helmets off and they're like N-, they explain to him his group his people like the you never take your mask off people are a crazy religious sect oh my god they're like you're like the <laughs> they're like fundamentalists <laughs> they're like, we're like we're the muslims that just have the headscarf you're the ones exactly. that have a burqa <laughs> Exactly. And the like and then Katie Sackhoff is like, oh yeah, yeah, they're you know, they have their ways. Yeah, and you're one of them. Uh-huh. When you realize you're in the crazy section of your religion. It's exactly. It's really it's really cool. Um, because it's it's they're really bringing to life the Star Wars extended universe. And in doing so, you realize that Mando and Baby Yoda are like there's a bigger thing happening around them that they are not engaging with because all Mando cares about is getting this kid to the Jedi. And you've got all these extended universe characters being like, join us, fight with us. There's a big thing happening. And Mando's like, I'm good. I got to feed my kid. And it's, it's just, it's very cool to see like the perspective of this grand extended Star Wars universe through the eyes of a character who doesn't give a shit about it. That's cool. So big thing. Right. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. It's one of those things I just kept on like, oh, I need to start this. But there's just so many other things to watch. Hey. Hi, so sorry about that. Are you still recording? Yeah, I am. I never stopped. Okay, I'm just going to put a big like, edit this part out <laughs> so I can see the timeline. Okay, oh. um, 
Uh, all right. Where do we? Where do we? End it? You just said there's a lot of things to watch, and so we can pick it up with me saying, "Okay." There sure are a lot of things, and they're great. And you know what? If we watch them together, we're, we'll we'll talk about it here, right here on CBQ right here. Legacy. <laughs> okay. Uh, in all seriousness, thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Evil Jeff. It's always a pleasure. It is a pleasure. And I will say I am getting a few interactions from some Ooh. people on Instagram that are actually, are. some people are actually watching, um, just one person is watching one of the, the, the Japanese <laughs> gay soap opera I recommend. <laughs> so my work is complete. You've done it. You've indoctrinated <laughs> another. I mean, maybe he was watching it before. <laughs> and Fantastic. Just, but whatever. Um, at least someone else besides me is watching it. That's all I care about. And you know what else <laughs> I care about is you, young listeners. You need to be aware that there are dangers. There's the dangers of drugs. There's the dangers of drinking. There's the dangers of premarital sex. But there is also the dangers of comics. Because I hate to break it to you. If you oh, read no. comics, well, then that makes you... Queer. Thank you so much for listening. Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.